0: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I have certainly... Been going through ups and downs through this process, and actually, right before this process, I had like one of the worst weeks I'd had in a long time. Right before this all broke out, it was one of those weeks where you can't think straight. It was one of those weeks where you just your like, headache, kind of stress headache, all week long, kind of feeling like, man, I can't take the extra stressors that are coming at me right now. It's one of those weeks where, when you get to the end of the Oreo sleeve, you begin to literally weep. You know the one of those weeks. I'm sure you've had them before. And it was on this week that. I I was walking out on a prayer walk at night like I love to do. And as I was walking out there, I realized something. It was like in the middle of this really bad week where I was driven to God because of all the stuff going on in my life. I realized that often I am a reactionary prayer. Okay, what I mean by that is I react to the things going on in my life and I bring those things to God. And so if I'm going through a hard time, I'll pray about the things that I'm feeling. But I realize often it's a reaction to the things that are happening in my life as opposed to a revolutionary prayer, you know, as opposed to praying this amazing faith filled prayer. It was often just reacting to some of the ups and downs in my life. And I would guess you wrestle with some of the same things, too. You pray reactionary prayers instead of revolutionary prayers. Let me kind of define some of this for you so that we can all kind of be on the same page. Reactionary is defined by this. It says marked by reaction. So in other words, it's in response to or in reaction to the things that come at you, you know. And I think sometimes that's what our prayers are. We get into a situation and now we're reacting To that situation, we get maybe, you know, uh, something in life comes at us, something in life we weren't expecting, a pain, a disappointment, something that we're now enduring. And it's like our prayers are kind of built around reacting to that right now. But let me talk to you about this word revolutionary. I love this word. Revolutionary means it's constituting or bringing about a major or fundamental change. And so instead of a revolutionary prayer, I was often just praying those reactionary prayers, kind of with my back up against the wall, you know, kind of feeling like there's all this life coming at me, all this pain coming at me. I can't think straight. I've got a lot going on. And so now I'm just reacting to that. And I want you to think about a boxer. I actually wrote this message before the quarantine thing, and I had planned on getting a boxing ring up on the stage. That was my goal. And I wanted to literally physically be able to show you like myself backed up against the ropes, I want to tell you, often that's us in life. If you ever watched a, back, a boxing match or a UFC fight, you've seen when the one boxer has the other up against the ropes and is just pounding them. And I want you to think about what that person up against the ropes often does. All they can do is defend themselves, right? They put their head down. They get their hands up in front of their face. They're just protecting. And once in a while, they get kind of like a lame, weak punch out. And, you know, I kind of realized, like, man, that's sometimes my prayer life. I'm like backed up against the ropes. I kind of got my head down. I'm like, oh man, God, just no more. Protect me from this or that. And I get like a little weak extra punch in, but I'm not really gaining any ground, you know? I'm not praying revolutionary prayers. I'm just trying to defend myself and protect myself. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I think it's real easy. I think even in the middle of this quarantine and in the middle of this pandemic that we're going through, it's easy just to pray prayers like this. God, get me through this day. God, I got to keep my mind, keep me sane with this homeschooling thing, God. Some of you kids going, I just miss my friends. I miss being like with, with people. Some of us working from home, I just can't take another Zoom meeting, you know. Like, oh, man, I just, God, please help me. Now, listen, those prayers are necessary and good and right. Pray reactionary prayers. You and I should. But the problem comes when you and I only pray reactionary prayers, right? When we're backed up against the ropes and all we're doing is reacting. You know, here's a thought for you today. The person who stays backed up against the ropes loses the fight every single time, right? The person who stays backed up against the ropes loses the fight every single time. That's never the person who comes out triumphant. That's never the person who wins the fight. They are always backed up against the ropes and usually kind of losing. But there has to come a point where you and I as followers of Jesus say, okay, yeah, man, life's hard. This pandemic's hard. I've eaten all my sleeves of Oreo. I've been backed up against the ropes. I've gotten beat down. But it is time now. Please, church, hear me. It is time to step up, get up off the ropes, and grab a hold of whatever's had you against the ropes and get on the other side of the ring, right? There's a time for you and I to say, okay, it's time to gain some ground. It's time to stop being on defense. It's time to, to start being on offense. And I think, guys, God is up to something right now. Listen to me. There is pain in this world right now. I'm living in the same broken world as you are, and I have really low moments almost every single day. But there's got to be a point where we say, okay, I'm getting up off the ropes, and it's time to pray. It is time to fight in prayer. It's time to believe God to do something powerful and world-changing Right now, when is the last time the entire world was focusing on the very same thing? Think about that. When's the last time the whole world was thinking about and focused on the very same issue? Man, this is unprecedented. I also believe this is a time God could do something unprecedented and revolutionary. And I want you to think about reactionary prayers. Reactionary prayers are often about us revolutionary prayers are about something bigger than us and so in this very difficult time I want you now to think about this right I want you to think about okay you can still ask God for a date you I mean it's gonna be a little tricky right now you're gonna be zooming I guess you can ask God for provision you can ask God for healing that's all good don't stop that that's fine But we've got to get up off the ropes beyond that. And we've got to start saying, oh God, the lost needs you, Jesus. God, there are hurting people. There are broken people. There are people in way worse situations than I am. Oh God, for them, I'm going to pray some revolutionary prayers. I'm going to cry out to you, God. And I'm going to believe that you're going to do some unprecedented things in this really difficult time. And now we're praying with authority. We're praying with passion. We are speaking and believing that God is listening. And we are listening, believing that God is speaking wow what a different way to live life right see I think a lot of us have been caught up and myself included at times during this where we're just simply reacting and God is saying I want to revolutionize things right now I want to change things right now the whole world's paying attention to the same thing and I'm up to something huge I want you to think about this either I am reacting or impacting right it's one or the other In life, that's the same is true for you. Either you and I are reacting or impacting. Either we are just simply up against the back of the ropes and we're kind of losing ground and getting beat down. Or we are impacting and we are changing and we're revolutionizing things along with God. And it was on that prayer walk I realized, man, I'm missing out. And again, this is before the pandemic. I was having that horrible week. And I'm missing out and I'm going, God, I believe you want me to start gaining ground. I believe there's big things that you want to do, God. And I want to start to pray some big prayers. And yes, I will keep bringing you the reactionary prayers because sometimes we got to get our legs under us, right? Sometimes we need those. That's okay. All throughout scripture, there are reactionary prayers. That's fine. But man, all throughout scripture... There are some big prayers, some revolutionary prayers. And I want you and I to look at a scripture today that I hope will encourage you. I want us to learn today and be inspired today and empowered today to become revolutionary prayers. If you're not a follower of Jesus, maybe you've struggled with prayer too. Maybe you're like, I don't know what to say. Or I've prayed and it just feels like it doesn't work. We're going to talk about it. And also, for about three or four minutes, right in the middle of the message, I'm going to talk right to you. I want you to see something powerful about Jesus today. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to look at the tail end of a story, a powerful story in the book of Acts. And Peter and John, who were two of Jesus' closest friends and followers, had seen an amazing miracle take place. They had met a man who couldn't walk, and in the name of Jesus, he was healed. And as he was healed, a crowd gathers, of course, right? And so Peter and John began to preach to the crowd, and they have kind of a bold message. They say, listen, you people, you people put Jesus on the cross, Right? And he was eventually murdered, but then he was placed down in the grave and rose back from the dead. And he's the savior of the world. In fact, he's the Messiah. And everybody, all the religious leaders, freaked out and got super upset about this. And they arrested Peter and John. And they thought a night in prison would shut them up. And they warned them the next day to stop spreading this message of Jesus. And they warned them to keep quiet, to stop saying that Jesus was the savior of the world. Now, here is where you and I have to think about something What kind of prayer would you pray if you were Peter and John and they just released you? I don't know about you. I think we'd probably pray some prayers like this. God, should we continue to be as bold as we have been? God, please protect us. God, please no more prison. God, please stop these evil men from trying to stop the message of Jesus from being spread. I think those are all prayers we might pray. And you know what? Every one of them's understandable, right? But really and truly, they're all reactionary prayers. Now listen, Peter and John lived in the real world too and they understood pain and hardship and they reacted in some ways to what was said. And we're gonna see that here in just a minute. But at the end of the day, they don't stay stuck at reactionary. They don't stay stuck against the back ropes no they realized that God was up to something huge and my prayer for you and I as we will realize God is up to something huge right now and we've got to get up off the ropes we're going to learn today how to get up off the ropes in the first place some of you guys are like I don't even get dressed anymore <laughs> like I was living in my pajamas like I haven't walked outside until like the sun hasn't hit my skin in three weeks like how, how, how do you expect me to get up off the ropes I just lost a loved one I lost my job Somebody I love is in the hospital sick. I can't even go visit them. You want me to get up and pray a revolutionary prayer? I want, to see, I want you to see today how we get up off the ropes. Because life is beaten down, guys. Life is beaten down hard on all of us right now. But we still get up off the ropes because God's up to something bigger. Remember, reactionary prayers are often about us. Revolutionary prayers are about something bigger than us. And so let's look at what happens here. It says in Acts 4.23, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. Now listen, I like this. I like this because they're real, right? Peter and John didn't come out of prison, go back and say, oh, nothing happened, man, we're good. We were just on a little trip. God did something cool, nothing happened. No, they told them everything that happened. Hey, we were imprisoned. And the religious leaders said, we better knock it off. We better stop talking about this Jesus or it's all gonna happen again. They were real about it, right? But they didn't stay there. Look what it says next in verse 24. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Now, before we get to what they said, I want us to talk about this word together. In fact, I want you to say it at home. I'm going to say it, you say it. Together. Now you say it. Together, right? There's this important element of together prayer. Now listen, you don't have to be with other people to pray a revolutionary prayer. Often my, my best prayer times are alone. It's just me and God. Okay, but there's something about together that is powerful. In fact, in the scriptures, we're promised that when two or three gather their God is with us, right? And in the scriptures, we often see this movement happen when people pray together. You're going, but Doug, we're quarantined right now. We can't even pray together. Yes, we can. We do it every single week. More on that a little bit later. But I love that they come together. There's a unity around this revolutionary prayer. There's a togetherness. There's a cry. It's something bigger than just them. And it goes on. And here's what they say. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Guys, they start with praise. I can't overstate this enough. Some of you guys are going, how do I get up off the ropes? How do I get going with a revolutionary prayer? Hear me. Step one in a revolutionary prayer is always praise. Listen to me, you praise your way up off the ropes. You praise your way up off the ropes. That's how you do it. Doug, I I haven't haven't showered in a month. You praise your way up off the ropes. You begin to say, oh, sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and the earth. I remember who you are. I know who you are. See, this is what's so important. They're, they're, They're talking about this sovereign Lord, sovereign Lord. This is what this is talking about. One who has control and authority. Now, why are they starting there? okay? The, the, God has not forgotten that he has control and authority. They're not trying to butter God up. I love when my kids try to butter me up. Father, If I told you how fit you're looking lately? Never been fatter in my life. Nice try, kid, right? Like, not the way it's gonna go down here, okay? But I love that these people, man, they know something. They know that as they bring up this truth about God, A, he is worthy of it, right? But here's the deal. Declaring the truth about God transforms us. Declaring the truth about God transforms us. And so I want to tell you something. You will not be able to praise God and stay on the back ropes. You're going to praise your way up off the ropes. You can't talk about the sovereignty of God, the power, the control, the authority of God for too long and stay backed up against the ropes. No, you praise your way up off the ropes. And I love that they start there by celebrating God's control and authority. And then they bring up one of his greatest displays of control and authority, which is creation. You made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. They're just celebrating. They're remembering, okay, we have a very real threat in our life. These people want to kill us. These people want to shut us out. These people don't want the message of Jesus to spread at all. But Jesus, God, you, you are the sovereign Lord. You have all control and all authority, and you've created all things. When's the last time you just said, Lord, you're sovereign? This hurts, but you're sovereign. God, this really stinks. I hate this right now. It's driving me nuts. I can't wait to get out of this. But you are in control and you have all authority. And when's the last time you looked around at creation and said, oh, Lord, you've done all this. So one of my favorite things to do, one of my traditions, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to invite you in. You're welcome to join me. I think we should all do it around the same time every day. I think it'll be a lot of fun. One of my traditions is I go out and I pray I walk around my neighborhood. That's my place, man. That's where I get there. That's where I get it done. That's where I'm up off the ropes. I feel close to Jesus out there. And I'm looking at creation. And my tradition is this. Every day of my life, I take a deep breath in through my nostrils and breathe it out. I I just breathe in the goodness of God. I breathe in the weather that day. I love that it changes. In the summer, it's an easy breathe in. In the winter, it burns when you breathe in. It kind of feels like when you're drinking soda and somebody makes you laugh and it comes out through your nose. You know what I mean? But I take that deep breath in because it's like I'm breathing in the very creation of God in the air that's coming through my nose in that moment. And I'm going, God, this is you. This is your creation. Step one is always praise, guys. You praise your way up off the ropes. I love also to be outside by the water. There's something about the water that just brings me closer to God. I love to go out on my dad's boat and I love to get out there far enough you can't really see any land. And I love to jump out into the water and I'm swimming out to get, catch up to my water skis and I just love looking up and I love grabbing the rope and I'm, I'm looking at the sky around and I'm looking off to the land around and I can see it and I'm just like, wow, God, you're incredible. And then of course, you know what happens when you're out there waiting for the boat to start, right? Something slimy goes across your leg, right? You know, and I'm out there going, what is that? I don't like that, right? But whatever that slimy thing is and all this stuff around me, God, the sovereign Lord created it all. And this is where Peter and John, the people start. They praise their way up off the ropes. They remember the sovereign God that they're talking to, that they're talking about, that loves them. And so step one, a revolutionary prayer is always, every time gonna be praised. It's the only way I know how to do it. And I think it's the pattern of scripture. Verse 25. If you're not a follower of Jesus, I need you to tune in, in the next few minutes. You ready? You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Here's what's going on, guys. If you're not a follower of Jesus, pay attention here because they just said that something incredible had happened. You may say, why do you people take Jesus seriously? Well, one of the reasons we take him seriously is a thousand years before he came... There were hundreds of prophecies he was coming. And so Peter and John say, hey, everybody, let's remember that they said this was going to happen. David said this was going to happen, that the Lord's anointed one was going to be nailed to a cross, right? Now you might say, well, who's the anointed one? Well, the word Christ means anointed. I don't know if you thought like Joseph and Mary's last name was Christ and the name Jesus, Jesus Christ. That's not how it worked, okay? Christ means anointed one, the Messiah, the Savior, the Rescuer. And so uh, a thousand years before Jesus comes, David is telling us in Psalm 22 that Jesus' hands and feet are going to be pierced. Do you know that crucifixion didn't even exist for hundreds of years after And here's David prophesying, saying, oh, a Savior's coming. Here's what's going to happen. He's going to get on a cross. He's going to die, and then he's going to rise back from the dead. Amazing. They go on here. He says, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. Why do you guys take Jesus seriously? Well, because there were prophecies, and then those prophecies came true. Like, who cares if somebody prophesies something if it doesn't come true? But it came true. You can look at history. And in the first century, there was a ruler named Herod. And there was a person named Pontius Pilate. And they historically sentenced Jesus to die. Wow. Did you know that God loves you that much? As maybe you've wrestled with this whole prayer thing. Does it work? Does it not? I don't know, it doesn't seem to work for me. Does God love me? Is he even there? Oh, he is there. He is there so much that he got on a cross to rescue you and me from our sin and then opened up a pathway to communication with him called prayer. And he wants to hear from you. He wants you to pray some prayers, not just reactionary prayers, but revolutionary prayers. And so look what happens next. They pray this, now Lord, consider their threats. I would say in some ways, this is a reactionary prayer. Which is great because that means you and I are allowed to pray them too, right? Lord, consider their threats. We're a little upset here. It's a little scary. The same people who killed Jesus now want us dead. But what will you and I pray here? Will we stop with protect us? Will we stop with, oh God, should we keep doing this? Or will we go beyond that? Look at what they do. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great Boldness. Guys, are you kidding me? In the middle of the threat, in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of this horrible valley that they are in, they don't just play it safe with reactionary prayers. They say, God, we need a boldness. Listen to me, because there's a world out there that needs Jesus. What if you and I did the same? What if you and I said, God, This is dark. We've never been through anything like this. As a world, we've never been through anything like this. This is unprecedented. But God, there's a world that needs Jesus. Oh God, make us bold in this time. Listen to me, not annoying, not stupid, bold. Can I just take a minute and address something? Can we be so careful what we're putting on Facebook and Instagram right now? Can we please not be bringing up all kinds of political stuff? Can we please not be bringing up all kinds of conspiracy theories? Can we please keep it about Jesus? Can we say, wow, the world's watching and we're gonna boldly proclaim Jesus, not our political agenda, not who we like this guy, we don't like that guy, this guy's a mess, he doesn't know what he's talking about, this person, that person, the president, the governor. Can we shut up about all that? Can we please keep it about Jesus and pray, God, we're supposed to be bold about you. We're supposed to be bold about you right now because Governor Cuomo, Trump, whatever, Jesus changes lives, right? And so we're gonna preach Jesus right now and we're gonna do it boldly and we're not gonna get caught up in all the fear. Yeah, we're afraid, God. That's my reactionary prayer. But God, more than that, there's a world that needs saving. So save them right now. Use us, use the church, use me, use my life, God. I wanted this to be a revolutionary time, not a reactionary time. And so Peter and John joined with other Christians together, right? And they praised their way up off the ropes. And then they prayed this prayer saying, God, make us bold. Church, what would happen right now if you and I said, God, make us bold. Make us bold. Oh, Lord, I've got extra time on my hands. Oh, Lord, I don't have extra time on my hands. I'm working more than ever. And I'm around people more than ever. And so, God, whichever space I find myself in, make me bold. Make me bold. Use me here. Save people. Transform lives. That's a revolutionary prayer. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me, right? It's not just reactionary. It's bigger. We got to get out of our PJs, church, right? We got to start showering. We got to get outside, outside and just start walking around and praying big prayers right now. We got to get on Instagram and Facebook and start shining bright Godly messages about Jesus. we got to start calling people on the phone. we got to start talking with the person in the cubicle six feet away from us, next to us, about this Jesus in our life right now because everyone's losing their minds. What an unprecedented time to see God do something revolutionary. Then it goes on. Well, that's it. They're probably done, right? They prayed one big prayer, said amen, went home. Look what they said next. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Is that a reactionary prayer, revolutionary prayer? Man, that is revolutionary, right? Oh God, there's people in great need. Oh God, there are people in harm's way. There are people who are hurting and in need right now. God, do something great. Oh wow, church, at this point, yes, please ask God to provide for you and your family. Please ask God to rescue your marriage during this time where you're kind of, you know, all stuck in a house together. Go ahead, pray for it. But you better be praying for your neighbor's marriage too, right? You better be praying for that person alone in a hospital room right now and none of their loved ones can be with them. Oh, God, heal them. You better be praying for the fire workers and and the police officers, right? Oh, Jesus, please, God, be with them. Protect them. Keep them. We better be praying for our leaders instead of just criticizing them all the time. Jesus, draw our president to you. Draw our governor to you, God. Let them know who you are, right? Big, big prayers. Not just reactionary revolutionary god move in power oh god be with the person that's alone right now god be with the the young college students who's living in an apartment hasn't seen anybody in a month god be with the kid who's losing his mind at home right now all he wants to do is be at school with his friends god be with that person that's being abused in their home and they're stuck in that home now with their abuser god there are bigger things than just what i'm feeling today and god i want to see you do revolutionary things in this time jesus please move now. Do you see the difference? Do you see the difference? Yes, we can keep praying our reactionary prayers. We can keep saying, oh God, heal and provide me. God, please heal. Come through for me. God, please come through for our family. Yes, keep going. God loves you. He cares about that stuff. He got on a cross because of that stuff. Absolutely. But then we get up off the ropes and we may have to praise our way there, but we get up off the ropes and then we seek God and we pray powerful prayers together. And so here is my call for us, church, for you and me during this difficult time. Pray revolutionary prayers. Do not settle for reactionary. Do not settle for being pinned up against the rope, getting beat down anymore. And you know what? I don't know if life's going to stop swinging anytime soon, by the way. Like, I hope that's not your plan. I hope your plan isn't, you know what? Once things calm down, man, I'm going to become this revolutionary. Who knows when that's going to be? Can we just get there now? Can we say, I'm going to get up anyway, right here and right now. I'm going to praise my way up. I'm going to get with the people of God together. How do we do that? Tell you in just a minute. But we're going to pray for God to do amazing things. And I have to tell you something. When we pray revolutionary prayers, we will see revolutionary results. Like we've never seen before. So will you join us? Can we do this together? Can we get out of our PJs? Can we brush our teeth for the love of it all? Take a shower and say, okay, God, we're going to go for this. And I'm going to praise my way up here, God. I'm going to praise my way up. I'm going to remember the sovereign Lord that you are. I'm going to remember the creator that you are. And God, I'm about to start praying some revolutionary prayers. And when I pray revolutionary prayers, I'm going to see revolutionary results. Wow, this is the offer of God. And this is who God is, by the way, through the whole Bible, right? This is what we've seen through the whole Bible. You want to start at the beginning, go all the way to the end. You're going to just keep finding story after story. Moses, Abraham, Isaac. I mean, we're going to go through to Paul and everybody. Everybody. This is everybody. They all had the opportunity to just stay reactionary. But instead they said, no, we want to see God do the impossible. And so what does this look like? We join together, okay? Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, right? Sometimes it'll be you praying with God, just you and him, beautiful times. I'm gonna talk about that in just a minute. But there's a together aspect to this. And we've been doing our Facebook and Instagram prayer services on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. and they've been awesome. So many of you guys have been coming on and we've been praying together about important things. And I wanna thank you because I would say almost every, every request we get is about something bigger than you, right? Right? It's about somebody else. It's about the need. You guys are in it. You're feeling it. You're, you're right there, I think, where God's heartbeat is right now. Thank you for that. Also, we're doing community groups through Zoom. We're, we're, we're together. Hey, is it perfect? No, man. God, of stinks. Can't wait to all be in the same room. But it's better than not being together, that's for sure. We need it, church. We need to be together. We need to be connecting in those ways. And we're praying. We're crying out to God to do big things in this time. And I can't wait till we can actually be together. But until then, let's be together as much as possible through technology. And let's praise our way up off the ropes. Let's remember all the good, all that God has done. Guys, some of you guys are in a, a place of real desperation right now. You got to cling to the good. You got to cling to what Jesus has done. It's how you keep your heart soft. You keep praising him for who he is. You keep praising him that a savior died in your place. If that's all you got, that's still everything, right? So you start with sovereign Lord, creator, savior, lover of my soul. That's where you start. And then you and I pray revolutionary prayers together for the lost, for the firefighter and the doctor and the nurse and the officer and the person alone in the room. And listen to me, we remember that we're speaking and God is listening and we listen because we believe God is speaking and he's gonna lead us. And we're gonna talk more about that next week. Next week, we're gonna talk more about those moments when God's directing and being in the moment with him. I'm excited about that. But today, I want to say a couple of things before I just close in prayer here. I think one of the things we have to do is catch ourselves praying reactionary prayers, right? I've been doing this. I go out on the prayer walk and, all right, Lord, me this and me that and this that and me and me and me. And it's like, wait a minute. I haven't prayed for so-and-so yet who needs you. I haven't prayed for so-and-so who needs you. I haven't prayed that God will use us in this time. I haven't. And suddenly I'm, I'm getting excited, guys. It's a little scary. You don't want to see me on my prayer walk around my neighborhood because I'm getting a little bit into it out there. And I hope my neighbors don't think I'm crazy. But man, I'm praying some prayers out there because I believe God's listening. And I believe he wants to do some really big things. So catch yourself praying reactionary prayers and say, okay, Lord, thank you for that time. But now I'm going here. Now I'm getting up off the ropes. Catch yourself there. And then this, find your place. Find your place. This is huge. This is so important. What does that mean? Find your place where you can do that. Like if you're thinking you're going to be sitting in your bed right before you fall asleep praying revolutionary prayers, you're lying to yourself, right? If you think like while the kids are watching Spongebob and you're on the couch, you're going to be playing revolutionary prayers, you're kidding yourself, right? You've got to find your place. For me, it's just outside. Get me outside. I don't care where I'm going to go. Just get me outside because that's where it's going to be. For you, it might be down in your basement on your knees. For somebody else, you might jump in your car and you're going to drive around. Keep your mask on, gloves on, stay away from everybody. But you're going to just drive around. You're going to cry out to God and connect with him right there. Find your place. That is so important. I find that's monumental. I can say the same words. Listen to me. I say the same words, but I'll say them different in my place. I'll say them with a different expectation in that place with God. I'll say them with a different passion and expectation when I'm with him in that special place. And so I hope you find your place. And it might be different for each of us, and that's all right. But I got to tell you guys, I never want to go back. And what was so funny is I was going through that really hard week and I actually began thanking God for it because it just showed me so much about my prayer life. It showed me so much about how weak my prayer life was, how limited it was. And I don't ever want to go back to that. And I've had to catch myself. And I can't, you know, I got to be honest and say that there have been days throughout this last pandemic where things have been so wacky. I haven't gotten to the place and I haven't gotten to the revolutionary prayer and I always miss it. And let me tell you this, as a little side note, I always come back different when I've prayed the revolutionary prayer. I'm different, man. My heart's different. My attitude's different. My joy level's different. My patience level with my family and my loved ones is different when I come back after praying those revolutionary prayers. And so what does that look like for you? Right before the pandemic happened and we were still allowed to all be together, our staff met here and we got down on our knees and we cried out to God together and said, God, make us a church of revolutionary prayers. Make us a staff. Start with us. Make us a staff of revolutionary prayers. And then make us a church who are doing this together. And every single time we get together, before we go ahead live with you guys, we get down on our knees and we cry out to God together to show up to do great things in your lives. And to do great things in our church and through our church during this time. And I can tell you what will happen. we pray revolutionary prayers, we will see revolutionary prayers results. If you're not a father of Jesus, I hope you heard today about the love of God. Man, he loves you so much. He got on a cross. He died in your place. He's the Savior, the Messiah, the Christ, right? The anointed one. God literally anointed Jesus to come and do what he did in our place to rescue us from sin and death. And he wants you to know him. And so in just a minute, I'm gonna give you a chance to put your trust in him. But if you're a follower of Jesus, man, come on, let's get up off the ropes, guys. I know it's hard. We're all going through stuff, everybody, all of us. But we praise our way up, right? And there's a togetherness. We pray those revolutionary prayers, and we will get revolutionary results. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for who you are. And God, as crazy as it sounds for me to say these words right now, God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this time when you are doing things in the midst of extreme difficulty. God, that you have the whole world's attention on the same event right now. And God, I believe that you're gonna do things on the other side of this like we've never seen before. And so God, we just submit to that process first and foremost. It's painful, God, but we thank you that you are using it. This is not wasted. There is a purpose to our pain right here and right now, God, and we thank you for that. And God, we ask you as a church to make us a bunch of people who, yes, we pray about the reactionary things, the needs, those times where we feel backed up against the ropes, but God, we pray that we'll praise our way up off the ropes and we will pray the revolutionary prayers, God, and we will see people come to know Jesus and we will see your hand outstretched to perform miracles like never before and we will be the bright, shining church of Jesus in this hour. Help us, God, help us. If you're not a father of Jesus and you wanna put your trust in him, I wanna encourage you to just pray with me right now. You can just pray silently something like this right where you are. Jesus, thank you so much for dying for me. Thank you so much for coming to rescue me. Thank you for being the anointed one, the Christ, the Savior. Jesus, today I put my trust in you. I ask you to show me what it looks like to follow you and I thank you for this amazing gift of salvation. In your name, amen. If you prayed that for the first time today, We'd love for you to reach out to us and let us know. We'd love to be able to pray for you and celebrate with you and also encourage you in your relationship with God. But be encouraged, church. You and I are called to some praying some revolutionary prayers right here, right now.